For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome in to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're really easy to find. Usually the first thing that pops up, I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter, at Chelsea Messenger. Shout me a holler, leave a meme, whatever you want to do. Today is Wednesday, September 25th, and we've got a full slate of football. Yeah, not too not too unpredictable. Obviously, it's football season, but don't forget it's also baseball season. Uh, still a few games left in the regular season. Uh, going over a couple baseball games in our first segment, Brewers-Reds, A's-Angels. The A's are one of those teams in the American League still chasing that wild card. Uh, I believe they're tied for the first wild card in the American League, but it's a tight race between the Indians, the A's, and what's the other team? I just forgot. Uh, race. That's right. <laughs> Had to test my knowledge a little bit. And of course, we're getting to some college football. Minnesota at Purdue. Uh, a close one expected there. Purdue only favored by one point. College football with Sean Higgs is our second segment. We're doing Washington State, Utah, Clemson at UNC, NC State at Florida State. And I am an NC State grad. So. I try not to bet with my heart, so I don't ever bet for the teams that I root for because it's a double crotch punch when they lose, and you also lose money. So I will be staying away from that one personally. Uh, other games we get to, NFL with Craig Trapp, Raiders at Colts, Bucks at Rams, and Cowboys at Saints, and that's one that I almost don't want to bet because I would like to watch it because I think it will be a really exciting game. Uh, the Saints, the only game that they've covered this year has been the game – the Drew Brees didn't start. So that's a stat uh, that we examine in today's segment on football. How have you guys been doing in your bets? Let us know on Facebook, on Twitter, or on YouTube. We always like your feedback. And you know what? We might mention it on the show if it's interesting, funny, and relevant. If you've got a nice little parlay story to tell us, those are always fun. I hit a team. I hit a parlay uh, this past weekend, so I don't know if I'll test my luck again this week. We'll see. We've got a great show lined up, as I mentioned in our first segment: baseball and college football. When we get back from the break on Picks and Parlays Radio. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're really easy to find, and we always appreciate your feedback. Right now, we are getting to some baseball with a little college football sprinkled in. We've got Tony T. joining us here in the studio in Las Vegas. 
to go over it all with us. Hello, Tony. Hello, Chelsea. Good <laughs> afternoon. Yeah, we've got some meaningful baseball down the stretch. We've got some races still uh, looking to see who'll get the home field in the wild card playoff between the Brewers and Nationals. And, of course, we're looking at uh, the AL playoffs where we've got um, three teams trying to get two playoff spots. So there is some meaningful baseball as we hit the final, near, nearly the final series of, of, the, of the regular season. Right. We'll see how these teams uh, stack up and if they panic because – I mean, we saw the A's losing last night, and you could tell in their body language that that was a tough one to lose. Yeah, it's a tough one to lose, but there's still a game in the loss column ahead of both the Rays and Indians. Indians have a tough course because they've got to play the Nationals that final three games of, this, of, of the regular season, and Nationals will be playing for something at the end because they want that home field for that playoff game. Right. All right, so let's start off with the Brewers and the Reds. The Brewers are favoring this one at minus 137. It's Jordan Lyles on the mound for the Brew Crew, and we were just talking about this. If there was a second-half Cy Young, Jordan Lyles would be in contention since coming over uh, from the Pirates 2.35 ERA, uh, and the Brewers are 9-1 and in 10 starts with Jordan Lyles. So, yeah, they're pretty good with Jordan Lyles on the mound. Uh, thoughts on this one? Well, you said it all. I mean, Jordan Lyles is a guy right now, and I think you got to look at him at this price, minus 137. This seems like a short price here. I kept scratching my head. And I said, you know, I got to just go with, with Milwaukee in this one. Totals here at nine. I'm going to stay away from it. Of course, we talked about the Brewers. You know, they are one game back of Washington uh, for that for that playoffs, for the home field in the playoff spot. So there's some meaningful baseball we played. We've talked about here, uh, Lyles, uh, the team record in his past 10 starts, 9-1. But Tyler Molly goes for Cincinnati. Just uh, really not in good form. 21 earned runs allowed in his past 29 innings of work. And the Reds are 6-22 and 22 in his past 28 starts. So there's some negative stats there for Male. And I have to look at the Brewers in this game. Right. And Tyler Male is 2-11. and 11, So he hasn't had much run support either. I mean, he, hasn't, he has a 4-9-3 ERA, so not great. He was one of their prospects. Prospects, and I think he'll be competing for a, a role in the starting rotation next year. But this year it hasn't been good, and the Reds are eliminated. They don't really have anything to play for right now. Uh, so, yeah, especially at that price, the Brewers are looking good. Right, and the Brewers are a hot team right now. Winners of 15 or past 17, and the bullpen is stepping it up. You know, we're always wondering, what's up with this bullpen? They haven't played well. What would it matter the most? The last 20 games of the season, they've really stepped it up. Well, and they've made some additions. There were actually nice little ads. Drew Pomeranz who everybody thought, you know, was done. He wasn't great. Uh, I think, where was he at, San Diego? Or no, he was with, with San, Francisco. San Francisco. But before that, a lot of people who are Red Sox fans were not very nice to Drew Pomeranz. But you know what? He's done pretty well uh, since joining the Brew Crew. Let's move on to the A's and the Angels. As we mentioned, the A's are one of those teams in the hunt for a wild card in the American League. It's a very tight race where every game matters. And what's interesting about this one uh, is Frankie Montas is coming off an 80-game suspension, and he's starting for the A's tonight. He is starting for the A's. A's big favorites in this game, but I'm going to look here at the A's on the run line. I'm going to lay the minus one and a half runs here at, uh, at minus 130. The over-under in this game sits at eight and a half. You said Montas is going to play off that suspension for PEDs. Uh, before going on the suspension, he's been in really was in really good form, and again, he's not sidelined because of an injury. So um, he, he was he was able to get some work in and, and, and stay in shape. So I definitely have to look at the at the um, Oakland A's in this game. Andy Heaney on the hill. He's been pounded. He's allowed like 20 earned runs in his past four starts working 19 and 13. There's no Trout. There's no Atani. There's no Listella. As we talked about, the Angels really uh, just a patchwork lineup. You have to look here at the Oakland A's. And I even laid a run in half in this one. Right. Uh, especially the A's. They just have a lot to play for right now. And they're coming off that 3-2 loss to the Angels last night. So you know they're going to be 
coming back, uh, Frankie Montas is expected. He's allowed to throw it to 100 pitches. So they don't have a leash on him because he can't play in the postseason. So it's not like those guys that come off the DL or the IL, I guess we call it now, uh, where they're limited. So I think they're really going to ride him hard. And before his suspension, he was their best starter. He was their best starter, and he's got something to prove here. Here you can help your team after letting him down with that suspension. Now you can not make it up totally, but help the team out right. in this playoff run by coming in with a good performance against an Angel team without their best hitters in the lineup. Right, and it hasn't been an Angels team that has been, you know, the the – Bronx Bombers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they've gone backwards. They've lost 21 of their past 37 games. And looking at Oakland here on the road, Road Warriors here, right. 37 wins in their past 55. Right. Um, all right, so let's move on to some college football. Uh, Minnesota at Purdue is the game we're looking at right now. Purdue favored minus one in this one. Minnesota is 3-0, and but all of those games have been really, really close games. Uh, all of them decided by seven points or fewer so some people might be wondering if their luck runs out here. Yeah, and it weren't really tough competition either. They played Georgia Southern, Fresno State on the road. Remember, Fresno State's a team that is totally rebuilding. Uh, although they did give USC a good game. but I was going to say, that quarterback's scrappy. Yeah, and of course, they played South Dakota State as well. They just escaped Georgia Southern not too long ago. So I'm a little concerned here. It really wasn't so much the defense. It was turnovers and special teams that allowed Georgia Southern in that game against Minnesota. But the big question mark in this game is the Purdue starting quarterback. Uh, we're looking at Elijah Sindelar. Uh, he is uh, questionable with that concussion he suffered against in the Vanderbilt game. We're now looking at three weeks. The news have been a little bit more positive about his recovery. Now, I'm going to side here with Purdue only if Sindelar starts. Right. So you're going to have to really, you're going to have to really check the injury reports there before you go to the counter with your bets here on this one because uh, you want Sindelar in that, in that starting well, line. Well, especially because we talked about this. Purdue is so heavy. Their offense is so heavy on the pass that with Sindelar out, that's a huge gaping hole. It's not a team that runs the ball a lot. And especially their, their best weapon, Rondell Moore, a receiver that's supposed to go in the first round of the NFL draft. If he doesn't have anybody to throw to him, is he really that dangerous? Yeah, that's true. And also, too, looking here at the Golden Gophers, their run game hasn't done much. 2.6 yards to carry against really weak competition this year. I'm concerned about that. Purdue's had good success against Minnesota, winning uh, six of their past eight. And of course, remember the Golden Gophers, they're starting a quarterback, uh, Anixad, got hurt in, the, in, in, in August. So they're going here with their, with their uh, sophomore quarterback, Tanner Morgan. So uh, this is not the original quarterback they had planned to start. All right, so the total is at 55 and a half. Is that worth looking at? Only if Sindelar plays. That's the, that's, that's the question mark because they will throw the ball against this Minnesota team. But, again, you've got to sit and wait. Remember we saw with, with, with TCU uh, against Purdue. I was really on TCU. I liked TCU a lot in that game because, one, their quarterbacks aren't very good and they were going to run the ball, which they did. But Sindelar changes the complexion of the entire game. That's how important he is to Purdue. Right, because some of these teams we've seen backup quarterbacks come in and actually play pretty well. Is, you don't see that being the case? Not here? always. Not always. It depends on the program. You know, pro right. and, and the type and of the offense, offense you yeah. run. Like an air raid offense, plug and play. We see these Texas Tech every year. There's a quarterback comes in and has these record numbers. We're seeing that now with USC. A third stringer can come in and beat Utah, even though all he did was th just play, you know, alley-oop. Right. <laughs> yeah, and those receivers did all the work for him. It was such a mismatch. Oh, yeah. So definitely such a mismatch. So I will say here, Purdue minus one, only if Cinderella plays. Well, and it is at Purdue. Yeah. Correct? It is at Purdue. And speaking of the Big Ten, Chelsea, 
Uh, we've got maybe time here. I'm interested to see how Michigan responds after that loss, 35 nothing to Wisconsin. You know, they're going to play Rutgers. They're going to lay almost four touchdowns. And uh, there's still something to play for them. You know, Wisconsin's not in their same bracket in their division, so they still can go for the, for the Rose Bowl. And they still got that game at the end of the year against Ohio State. But I want to see how this team handles that defeat. That's something I'm going to look I'm for. just wondering if Michigan goes on to have this horrible season and then somehow manages to beat Ohio State. <laughs> That's what I'm looking at. You know, because, you know, you can redeem yourself after a loss like this because it happened so early in the season. Again, getting to the, being Ohio State and getting to the Rose Bowl, that would be a huge accomplishment for Jim Harbaugh. So, like I said, I know everybody's throwing Harbaugh under bus, but I kind of look at the other way. There is a path for a successful season for Michigan. If they follow that, they can try to get some success out of the season. It's just going to be a lot harder. They're going to have to have some huge wins. They are definitely going to have some huge wins. And speaking of a huge win, here's a game I'm really sticking to the Big Ten is that Ohio State-Nebraska game because I want to see where Nebraska is right now. I want to see if Ohio State can cover. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. But I want to see what Frost, what he's done with this Nebraska team. If they put up a good effort, a close loss, okay, they're on the right way. But if they get blown out, it's really going to hurt Nebraska. Even though if they get blown out by anybody, I would give them the most credit by getting blown out by Ohio State because they've been so dominant this year. They have been, but, you know, you're trying to rebuild Nebraska. Nebraska was an elite program at one time. I would have, this is a really important game here for Nebraska and his coaching staff. Right, and sometimes, you know, you can take a first-half bet if you don't have enough faith in the numbers. We will be back on Picks and Parlays Radio with more college football talk, excuse me, coming up after the break. Stick with us. That's 800-584-2519. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I am your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter at Chelsea Messenger. And you can also watch the show live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube if you search Picks and Parlays. We're really easy to find. Right now, let's get to more college football talk because there can never be enough. And we've got Sean Higgs joining us. Hello, Sean. Well, hello, Chelsea. How are you today? <laughs> I like that voice. <laughs> this is my congested allergy voice right now. I was going to ask if you were sick earlier. I couldn't tell if it was the new mic or you just weren't feeling that great. No, it's, you know what? Like, it's the weather. You know, it goes from like 89 degrees during the day here. And then at night, it's like 48 and I just can't take it. I wake up all congested. So it takes me about a week to get to get used to the weather change, but that's just life. All right. <laughs> yeah, it happens what every year. What are you going to do? It's allergies. <laughs> I like, that, that, little, I like when I people complain. That's a flowing and uh, some leave. We'll, we'll battle through it. Right. Yeah. Michael Jordan <laughs> flu game coming up from Sean Higgs. <laughs> yeah. Not to me, be dramatic me and, me and or anything. Same. Yeah. All right. So let's. Dive into some of these football games. Six, Sean Higgs. Uh, let's start with Washington Six. State, Utah. Uh, Washington State is coming off, well, let's just call it not a great performance <laughs> against UCLA. They lost 67-63 to 63, uh, to winless UCLA and Chip Kelly. Utah is favored by five in this one. They're also coming off a loss to USC. Uh, thoughts on this one? Well, you know, I had Washington State as we, we recapped on Monday. How did you blow a 32-point lead to a team that hadn't scored more than 14 points in a game? Uh, they did but, it. <laughs> but I got to tell you, though, Utah, you're laying five here, and 
you're off a loss to USC, okay, but, you know, let's just look at the injuries here, because I've read up, just even come out to show today that their QB's a little banged up with a foot injury, and their running back, Moss, is out with, he didn't practice, he had a shoulder, he left midway through the game. So how are you laying five points to a team that just put up 67? Right. They put up 67 points. All right, loss or loss? All right, it's a bad loss. You still got a quarterback with 21 TDs and just four interceptions. And Anito's side of, of, of the ball, all right, you, you had trouble slowing down a backup USC quarterback. And the USC team, I don't think that's good. I like the points here, believe it or not. I know it's tough. Uh, you lose by – you blow a 32-point lead and give up 67 points. I, I don't know. I think you're going to get a pretty focused group coming out no matter uh, who you're playing. But the Pac-12 continues to eat themselves. I'll grab the five points here with Washington State. Right. As you mentioned, I would say Utah, the reason they lost that game is because their cornerbacks were a huge uh, mismatch when it came to the USC receivers. If you watch that game, the quarterback, the third-string quarterback, I can't even remember his name because we've gone so, yeah, through so many quarterbacks, but he would just throw it up and the receivers would do the rest. So I'm wondering if they'll do that to Washington State. Oh, no, well, excuse I'm, me. I'm saying... I was, I'm wondering if the cornerback, excuse me, Sorry, I'm wondering if the cornerbacks will give up a lot of points uh, to Washington State, a team that throws the ball a lot. Exactly. They're going to just chuck the ball all over the field. If you can't stop two guys, how are you going to stop like an army of guys that are just going to rotate in and run crossing patterns and nonsense? I mean, I, and even the total here, 56 and a half, I mean, I, I think they're, again, by my totals, I think they're trying to lure you in because you had a team that just scored 125 between them. Uh, so I think it's going to be a little lower scoring game here because people think it's going to be a shootout. But the five points, I think, is a, a gift here after you give up 67. I mean, that's just an insane amount. Just on that principle alone, I have to take Washington State. You know, that's 67 points. And you're, you're not like a terrible, terrible team. It's not like you're uh, that bad. I mean, that's I know. 67. Even though I will you know, say you have bad teams, you have, you have bad teams, but I don't think they're that a 67-point bad team, you know. Yeah, sometimes if teams have really bad games the week before, you might get a little value in them. I think we're getting some here. All right, so let's move on to Clemson and North Carolina. Clemson is favored by 26.5 points. Uh, Total sits at 60.5. Clemson is 4-0, 3-1 against the spread. UNC 2-2 and and also 2-2 against the spread after that hot start where they beat Miami and South Carolina. They have faltered a little bit, losing to Wake and App State last week. So uh, UNC not trending upward. Uh, what do you think about this one? Is 26.5 too many points to cover? I don't think so. I like Clemson here. Uh, as I mentioned, they start out good. Two wins and then two losses. Coming into the fourth quarter, losing in every game, you're not good enough to win with a freshman quarterback doing stuff like that, and especially against a team like Clemson. Now, 26.5 is a lot of points. But are you scoring more than 20? Are they putting up more than 20 points here? Because I think Clemson's going to get their 45-50. So I think, I think North think Carolina NC's can gonna move score... the ball, though. You think? I don't know. I don't think. I think Clemson's – listen, they toyed around last week. Uh, in that game, they're laying 40. It came right down to the number. I think they covered by half point, just kind of going through the motions. I think they're going to come out here and destroy an ACC, an ACC team. Let's be honest. They played nobody. So they got to – make their hay beating up on teams in their, their conference here. So I'm thinking it's going to be like a 50 to 20 type game. And I don't, I don't think it's going to be close. 26 and a half. They might be able to move the ball, but what did they put up? I mean, they put up 31 on Appalachian state, but 24, 28 
18 points. I mean, that's, I don't think, you could combine all those teams. I don't think they're as good as Clemson on either side of the ball. Well, I don't think, obviously, they're not in the same realm as Clemson, but what we're looking at is 26 and a half points. So sometimes in the fourth quarter, the issue that I have with Clemson is that Trevor Lawrence got taken out of the game in the second quarter last game, which is not great for betters. Obviously, if you want your quarterback not to be hurt, it's a smart move. But it's tough for his Heisman campaign and also tough for better. So it just makes me wonder, I mean, if they're really worried about covering, you know, that big of a point spread. Yeah, but, I mean, listen, when you start taking these bigger teams, you always got to worry about that back door being open by some garbage touchdown. And also you got, you know, Florida State on deck. I, I just don't think North Carolina is that good. I think they got, you know, you beat a Miami team that, I don't know, people are sort of a little high on, I guess, and, you know, South Carolina, I mean, who'd they really beat? I, I think Clemson defense is a, a good defense. I don't think they're going to score more than 20. And even going through patchwork motion, I think these guys are going to put up 45 points. And that, that's what they've pretty much done throughout their uh, their season now. I'm Again, I think it's going to be like a 45-20, 50-20 type area game. And I don't think North Carolina is scoring. I mean, it's a big number. Yeah, but I just I, – what I've seen in North Carolina, I mean, Appalachian State – I mean, they're the Sun Belt. I liked them. I had them. I was one of kind of offsets that I Washington was State. I going to say, team, App but... State, even though I was surprised because their head coach left, they have a new head coach, so I was almost surprised that they played so well. But traditionally, they're a team that knocks off some big opponents. Well, the line showed it. I mean, two and a half, that's like a, a joke. You see a Sun Belt team come into a, a big school on the road. I don't know. But for this, I'm thinking Clemson's going to roll. It's time for them to step up. Lawrence said, right out of the gate, he's been throwing interceptions. So. You know, he needs some marquee action. He's got to get him on track. He's got a big game next week. Even though Florida State will be talking about them next. But uh, I think they're going to cover the game here. Yeah, I think I'm going against you on this one. Just because I don't, I don't think Clemson's defense is nearly as good as they were last year. They had three first-round draft picks coming yeah. from their defense last year. So, I don't know. I think UNC can move the ball at least enough on the second teamers. So, we might have to make another wager I don't have a blonde wig. My daughter my daughter destroyed the blonde wig. She was trying to straighten out the hair or something. I don't know what happened to it. Oh, no. That sounds like a yeah, story in she itself. Uh, yeah, that's... I suppose we'll move on uh, to North Carolina State. Florida State. Florida State favored by six in this one. The total sits at 61 and a half. Florida State is coming off a win over Louisville, 35-24. Meanwhile, NC State coming off a win that they did not cover against Ball State. Uh, I'm an NC State fan, so as I mentioned in the open, these kind of games are a little tough for me to talk about because, I don't know, NC State's so frustrating. One year they'll beat, uh, be close to beating Clemson and they'll lose to somebody terrible. So um, getting back to the more insightful talk, uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Yeah, well, you just mentioned the up and downness of NC State and their only road game this year, 17-point loser at West Virginia. Uh, I don't know. I kind of like Florida State. I know this team is down uh, a lot of people calling for the head coach's head. Uh, Blackman was hurt, but Hornybrook came in, didn't look too bad. 15 to 20, 255, two TDs. You got a decent running back here. I don't know. I'm kind of like Florida State. Maybe uh, things are turning a little bit in their direction now. Who knows? Uh, the six is a little low. I get it, but I think it's all built in between the way how Florida State's been perceived the last two years uh, with their losses and how bad they've been with quarterback injuries and stuff like that. And again, NC State already with a bad loss. Six points. I mean, this is really something. If out of the three games, my favorite here would probably be the first one, Washington State. But I like Florida State here to get it done. 
Well, talent-wise, Florida State should be head and shoulders above most of the teams in the ACC when it just comes to recruiting. They do have the talent. It's just the issue has been finishing games and also, like you mentioned, the coaching. I'm not sure what the issue yeah. is there, but I don't know. They get credit when sometimes they don't deserve it. But also, NC State is like that as well. That loss to West Virginia, they were favored by six or seven. And it was at home. And, and West Virginia's West Virginia's a down team. I mean, I, and listen, we talked to the Florida State. Here I'm thinking last week, I was like, ah, maybe I use Louisville. I kind of like that team. We had them against Notre Dame. We did the, the show with them. And someone was telling me, you know what? I don't know. Someone told me Florida State's going to step up. Sure enough, not only that, but you do it with a backup quarterback coming in. You've got a guy from Wisconsin. You know, he's got some, some experience. He's, listen, he could be a handoff machine coming out of whiskey. But, hey, nice numbers last week in a win for them. Uh, I'll take I'll take my shot here. We're not even laying a touchdown, as cheesy as that sounds. We just got win by a score. So, you know, NC State until they've really, I don't know. I didn't like them against that West Virginia squad. That that was a bad loss there. So, I'm, I'm taking the Knolls here, minus six. I think we get it done. I think if Florida State can throw the ball, it's going to be an issue for NC State because for some reason it seems like they're always playing prevent defense and their corners just give up first downs right and left, and it's really frustrating as a fan to watch. Oh, but anyways. Well, you can't be like, a fan when you're betting on these games. So you got to put that out of your head. So. I know. That's why I'm not even touching this one. But always good stuff from Sean Higgs, who battled through his sickness, and we want to salute him. Uh, but, Tough yeah, one today, good though. stuff. <laughs> After the break, uh, we'll be back with NFL football on Picks and Parlays Radio. Take it easy, Chuck. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger, and you can tune in and watch the show live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're really easy to find in case you're lazy or just not great with technology. We've got you covered. Right now, let's get to some NFL talk with Craig Trapp, who's here in the studio. He was clapping, uh, trying to get hype. Maybe doing some smelling salts, Adam Gay stuff. <laughs> you got to do whatever you got to do to get. Uh, it's Wednesday. It's before football this time of year. Baseball is tough, tough to get motivated. But we are ready for talking the NFL and a big weekend ahead. I think this could be a turning point for some of these uh, teams in the NFL this week. All right, so let's start with the Raiders and the Colts. Are you excited for this one? <laughs> I actually am. I think this Colts team is one of those, those teams that flew under the radar. Everybody talked about, kind of wrote them off once Andrew Luck. Of course, announced his retirement, but uh, Brissett's looked very good. And, you know, the Colts could very easily be 3-0, and not only against the spread, but straight up if they didn't lose the, uh, the flip in the uh, tiebreaker at the Chargers in opening week. Right. I think a lot of people forget that the Colts really did try to build around Andrew Luck. And so Brissett has a lot of good pieces around him. They still have a good young offensive line and a lot of, you know, talent around him. And I think as long as he's a serviceable quarterback, they can be a good team, especially uh, in a, a division that's really winnable. Well, you got to be able to run the ball when you don't have what I would say uh, an A-type uh, quarterback or an A-minus quarterback. I would say Brissett's more like a B quarterback if you're rating the quarterbacks. And they do run the ball well and I think that protects the offensive line which I think was definitely an issue or a, a weakness of them of the Colts seems like every time and that's why Andrew Luck's probably not with the team is he's been so banged up and I think the Colts this week have a lot to prove that they don't have a letdown and I don't think they will we see this line open at seven with a total of 45 
I think that's a solid number here. I think the Colts are the play. They're 2-0-1 against the spread. I think they improve that. And let's go. The Raiders have not been good since the uh, surprise win in opening uh, Monday Night Football. So just looking at this line, I'm almost confused. Why would the Raiders be favored in this one? Oh, the Raiders are under. I was going to say. Yeah, the Raiders are under okay. by seven. Uh, you know, Derek Carr has not been good since the opening game. I think John Gruden uh, did a nice game plan to get them to win in the opening game against well, average Denver team, let's be honest. And I think uh, this week you're going to see that team come back to the And I hate these teams traveling um, east, playing in the early time slot, and that's definitely the Raiders' this, a weakness this week. And I think the Raiders lose by double digits. I think this is a 30-20 to 20 type game, 27-17 to 17 type game with the Colts covering the seven points. I know the Raiders had some issues running the ball last week, and I know their running back, Josh Jacobs, was coming off a week where he was really sick. Uh, he said he lost 10 pounds, so I'm wondering if they run the ball a little better this week. Well, the problem with the Raiders is that you can't run the ball when you're down early, which they right. were last week to Minnesota, and I think they will be again on the road this week. Like I said, those West teams coming east, they usually get slow starts. I think that happens, and that really takes away the balance that really I think Oakland needs to play with. Now that, let's be honest, Antonio Brown was needed on this team. He was, a, was going to be a huge part of their passing game. Now they don't have that. I just think the Colts are a way more balanced team. I think the Colts prove it this week. All right, so let's talk about another team that is traveling, but the opposite direction, the Bucks and the Rams. The Rams have looked really good this season, uh, although some people think they might get more credit than they deserve, but I think they've earned it. They've played some some good games they've covered. I know they covered this past week against the Browns, uh, which, you know, you can take that with a grain no. of salt because everybody was super hype on the Browns. Uh, but looking at this one, what jumps out to you? Well, first of all, the, the line is at 10 with a total of 49. The Rams are favored by double digits here. I think it's well-deserved. Uh, they're 3-0 against the spread, 3-0 straight up. They beat, yes, they beat Drew when Drew Brees went down, uh, but, you know, their defense has played very, very good this year. Uh, the secondary, when they had those issues last year, uh, was when they were banged up. They're healthy now. Aaron Donald is playing out of his mind. And I just think the Rams are clearly the better team here. Um, but I don't like laying the double digits here uh, with the Rams that maybe is in a, in a letdown spot here. So I'm going to be looking at the total in this game. Here's what I wonder. Since the Rams have such a good pass rush with Aaron Donald and Jameis Winston not making the best decisions, do you see the defense scoring some touchdowns here? Yeah, I think that's why I'm looking at the over in this game. I could see where the Rams, maybe they don't score points, but they set up their offense in very good field position. Um, I just think the Rams' offense is, they're going to score plenty in this one. I think they get probably 30 by themselves. This Bucks team is coming off a very, dis I mean, they were up uh, three-plus touchdowns and then lose to an average or below-average Giants team with a rookie quarterback. I think the Bucks' uh, defense, which I thought was, it was improving after the Carolina game, but I think we learned that just Carolina is just not very good. Right, yeah, they have not looked good at all. They actually looked better with Kyle Allen at quarterback than Cam Newton, whether he's injured or yeah. mentally, you know, not in it. Issue. They have issues at quarterback. Let's just say when Cam yeah. Newton's in the field, they just don't play as well. I think it might be a positive for them. But when you look at this game, I think uh, Jared Goff has been playing very well. The one, the one thing that they haven't done consistently is running the ball. Uh, Todd Gurley just doesn't seem the same that he was at the beginning of last year. If they could get him back, boy, this team was definitely, I think, would be one of the favorites back to the Super Bowl. And maybe they're still that without Gurley at 100%. Well, and they also use supplementary running backs, it seems yeah. like, because uh, last year it was C.J. Anderson, and this year I think it's Malcolm Brown. Yeah, Malcolm Brown has done a very good job, and I think they're actually better when he's on the field. And you know, But it, when you have someone as talented as Todd Gurley, you just keep giving them the opportunities like, okay, eventually he's going to get to that 100%, and then 
then watch this team really explode. But I think the play this week is you take the over here. Like I said, I think the uh, Rams get 30-plus in this one. And I think uh, the Bucks, you know, get some garbage touchdowns late to push this over this large total of 49. But I think it's well-deserved with the Rams offense that's very dangerous. Okay, let's move on to a game that I consider to be a very entertaining matchup. Cowboys-Saints. The Cowboys are favoring this one 2.5. Cowboys are 3-0 and and also 3-0 and against the spread. Saints are 2-1, and 1-2 and against the spread. But the only game where they covered was the game that Drew Brees didn't start. So we'll see that again this week because Drew Brees is still out. Yeah, and this one would have been, the Saints would probably be, uh, the advanced lines I think out there that I saw were the Saints would have probably been a three-point favorite if uh, Drew Brees was playing. But obviously with him out, uh, now the Cowboys are favored by two and a half with a total of 47. Cowboys, you, there's nothing you can say to really knock the Cowboys so far other than they really haven't beat anybody. I was um, going to say, look at the teams that they play, yeah. the Giants, the Redskins, and the Dolphins. But they've taken care of business in probably maybe the most impressive, impressive fashion outside of New England uh, so far. Dak Prescott has looked like the contract that he wants, that he's, <laughs> he's, gonna, that he's deserving. And uh, Jason Garrett, same thing. He looked like the contract that he didn't get the extension in the offseason. Looks like he's deserving as of right now. Although, of course, his, the big knock on him is he doesn't win, hasn't won in the playoffs. So I think the Cowboys are out something to prove. But I think the New Orleans Saints at home as an underdog, it's just too much to pass up for me. i got to take the Saints here. I think they're the most uh, offensive weapons in football, in my opinion. And I just think them as an underdog at home, I think they're going to be very, very good again this week. And I'll, I'll take the two and a half points. I think even the point, I could see them losing, but lose but cover. That's, right. You see that weird, uh, when you see that's two and a half points, sometimes people say just take a money line. But that, that extra half is something that the reason why I would take that half. So let's take the Saints at two and a half here. I also think the under is actually a good player. I think both of these defenses will be up to task this week. Yeah, the Cowboys' defense has actually been pretty good. I know everybody wants to talk about the offense, but uh, their defense is allowing just 15 points per game. Well, I think that's the difference in the Cowboys of past Jason Garrett teams is that he would, you know, being an offensive guy, kind of focus on that. But when the teams are really, when you can turn that corner is when you can, you can be good on both sides of the ball. You don't have to depend so much on one side of the ball. I think they can win with their offense or their defense. And I think this week they're going to need that defense. And I think they'll, I think this is a low scoring game. I think it's 2017 type game, uh, you know, 21 to 20. I mean, I, that's why I say I think the Saints and the points are the play. Also, the under is a solid play. And I think Jason Garrett has a little to prove against, you know, let's be honest, Sean Payton is a Hall of Famer already, and right. Jason Garrett's going to try to get to that. And I think this one's going to be, like you said, maybe this is one that you don't want to put a bet on because you just want to watch. watch it. Yeah. Um, for as a handicapper, value. I'm never that way. I, always, <laughs> I, I only pretty much watch games I have. Well, if you really on. like a play, you yes. know, if you feel and strongly I about I, it. This one might even end up being a premium play that you guys are going to get for free here <laughs> that I like both the under and the Saints at two and a half with slight edge on the Saints at two and a half on this one. Well, and especially since the Cowboys, yeah, they covered against the Dolphins, but they were only leading, what, 10-6 at halftime? Well, I I think when you play, anytime you play the Dolphins this year from now on, teams are going to be, you know, probably not give their all early because you know you're probably going to beat the Dolphins with your B or C game. And the, shoot, I, the Cowboys might be able to beat them with their D game. The, the Dolphins are that bad. They had a letdown, but the second half, very, very impressive. And I think the Cowboys have something to prove here, but it's just you don't win in New Orleans very often. Uh, Sean Payton. Has been very Unless good. you get some help from the refs. Obviously. <laughs> also, you know, usually you have you have Drew Brees there, but Teddy Bridgewater was very good, and I think I love Taysom Hill as a, a change of pace uh, quarterback, and right. you know, in the wild. It's a lot to whatever. prepare for. Oh, in a in a tough environment as well. 
And I think the New Orleans fans will be coming ready for this one. I think the Saints probably win in an upset here, but let's take the points just in case. I always wonder if the referees have that in mind when they're calling plays against the Saints. I, although the Saints have gotten screwed multiple times already this year. So right, each time even they in do that get, Rams game. Right, every time they get a bad call now this year, then it's, they get the extra focus. So, I mean, refs obviously don't want to make a bad call, but sometimes right. they just they they're just human. make They're yeah. human. They're human. It's just, you know, and sometimes the same team gets the bad calls, gets the bad breaks. and uh, But, you know, I mean, the Saints were one, one play from the Super Bowl last year. They're a very good team. I think they're just as good this year, maybe even better. And this injury to Drew Brees might end up coming back to be a positive where well and they'll get him back yeah they're gonna get him back in about five six weeks he'll be back and then you'll you'll i think the running game will be better for it the offensive line will be better for it the defense is going to have to step up and if then if you continue continue that and you get drew Brees at his hall of fame type of numbers like we saw last year watch out i know something interesting for the cowboys is tony pollard was actually uh really good last week as you mentioned yeah it's the dolphins and they could you know kind of play uh, a little fast and loose, but Tony Pollard is a nice addition to Ezekiel Elliott, who's already one of the best running backs in the league. Well, the ability, probably the team that wins the running game in this one, which you don't say that much in NFL nowadays, but both of these teams really set things up with the running game, um, the play-action pass, and I think uh, Ezekiel Elliott versus Kamara could be a great matchup here under the table. Yeah, Alvin Kamara is great. Um, after contact, it seems like. Uh, he's a, he's, he's a fun nightmare. to watch. Both these guys are nightmares to tackle in open fields. Right. Yeah, we've got two minutes left. Any other games that stick out to you? Well, yeah, I think the, the other game, the Jacks, the Jaguars at the Broncos this week's interesting matchup. Obviously, the Jags coming off um, the big win on Thursday night. you got the extra time. You're going to a Denver team that is winless. And, you know, John Elway's got to be on the hot seat now because he hasn't proven after that Super Bowl. He hasn't been able to find the next quarterback. It looks like maybe Flacco's not your next quarterback. And, you know, the Jags are just the opposite. They couldn't find a quarterback for all those years. Now you finally you get one in free agency, then he goes down, and then Minshew comes in and has been unbelievable. I think the Jaguars is a big play here as an underdog this week. I think uh, they could go into the mile high and win outright. It's almost interesting because uh, the Broncos have had all these quarterbacks that on paper look like they'd be really good. It seems like John Elway, they, he sees a quarterback that's over 6'5 or 6'3, and he just salivates, and he wants to believe that they're good. Uh, but we've seen, as in like Paxton Lynch and some of those guys, or Brock Osweiler, yeah, he's the one that they always talk about how tall he is. I mean, they, they had, <laughs> they've tried five guys, and they, none of them have worked here. Uh, I, I just think, you know, their defense is solid, but they're just, they don't have enough on offense and unproven, not confident against a Jags team that I think it has a lot of confidence right now. Very easily could be. Yeah, you see how Gardner Minshew dresses. They could have been. They, you know, <laughs> they, they they make the two point conversion the prior week. They're they're two and one right now and headed in. I think they probably would be uh, lower than this three point spread here if they had won that game. I think Jacksonville with the extra time to prepare. I think they're an underdog win this week and uh, might even be one of my top plays. So we'll see. Right, the AFC South is shaping up to be quite interesting because I think the Colts are better than. Yes, those, those two teams will probably have been the teams that you would probably pick last before the season because you had the Andrew Luck. Right. Uh, and then, you know, the unproven uh, nature of this Jaguars offense. Now those are the best two teams, I think. Uh, the Texans, you can't I forget guess. about the Texans. There's, there's, I just, I'm not a believer in the Texans, but that's another story for another day. Right. All right, that's our NFL talk here on Picks and Parlays. We're back after the break with a recap of all of today's picks.
Welcome back to Picks and Parlays Radio on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming live on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you search Picks and Parlays, we're really easy to find. And also, if there's any game that you're ever wondering about, it's probably on our YouTube page. So if you go to our YouTube page, uh, we've got everything archived. We've got all kinds of games, so never fear. If we didn't talk about it today, uh, it's probably on our YouTube page. But right now, let's get to a recap of all of today's picks in case you're just now tuning in, starting with baseball and college football from Tony T. Uh, in baseball, Brewers at Reds. Uh, Tony is taking Milwaukee minus 137. A's at Angels taking Oakland on the run line at minus 130 uh, because they're playing meaningful baseball games. They're really hoping to clinch that wild card spot. And in college football, Minnesota at Purdue taking the Boilermakers minus one. And even more college football picks, this time from Sean Higgs, Washington State at Utah taking Washington State in the points, plus five. Clemson at UNC taking Clemson minus 26 and a half. Sean thinks that they can cover that big number. We'll see. NC State at Florida State taking Florida State minus six. And then finally, uh, Craig Trapp's free NFL picks. Raiders at Colts taking the Colts minus seven. Bucks at Rams taking the over 49. And finally, a good game that I am excited to watch. The Cowboys at the Saints taking New Orleans plus two and a half. New Orleans is a very tough place to play. And you know what? I think since Drew Brees left, the quarterback situation actually hasn't been that dire. Teddy Bridgewater is one of the higher paid backup quarterbacks in the NFL, and he's been playing like it. He's actually been quite serviceable. Also, they have Taysom Hill as a change of pace back, uh, a change of pace quarterback, excuse me, uh, that can be really tough to defend and hard to prepare for. So it should be a good one. Uh, coming up tomorrow, even more football talk. You guessed it. And some baseball sprinkled in. So make sure and join us tomorrow, 1 Pacific, 4 Eastern, on Picks and Parlays Radio. Bet, win, repeat. See you guys tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.